Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes. 
Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. You are listening to The Secret Teachings Radio. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you for joining us this morning, this evening, wherever you may be listening, whenever you may be listening, around the world broadcasting on the Fringe FM. And the Fringe FM application you can download for free, if you haven't already, and or TalkStream Live, and or the Paranormal Radio app. You can also find our full show archive at www.thesecretteachings.info, that's .info. You can find our montage archive there, all of my books, top news stories, and more. You can subscribe for one year to get access to the entire archive in one place, all of the shows, all of the montages, all the digital books. And when you subscribe for one year, it's $50, you also get a copy of one of my books. So the books alone make it a great deal because of the pricing of the books, but you're going to get... All the digital books, a physical book, the archive and the montages, it's 50 bucks for one year. Or you can support us more consistently through the weekly or the monthly subscriptions. And as I always say, it honestly, truly, sincerely supports the show. It, it would not uh, allow us otherwise. So we would not be allowed otherwise to do this show. Um, I would have no time to prepare and to host this show if it weren't for Listeners like you who donate $5, who subscribe to the archive, who buy a book and support us with what we do here on this show. And it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of research to put together what we put together here. Uh, And so I have to spend a lot of time in front of a computer, a lot of time uh, reading books, a lot of time finding uh, parallels and patterns that are often overlooked. That's kind of one of my taglines. I like to look for things that are overlooked or things that if they're not overlooked, I like to provide alternate views on those things, even when those things are already considered alternative. Uh, I like to look and provide different perspectives on things. Uh, And we have ways uh, outside of subscriptions and books that you can support the show. You can support us by grabbing a water filter from Pro One Water Filters. The link is in the slider bar at the top of the page on the website. Or by our other affiliate, supporting them. Pro uh, One Water Filters is one, but US Plus Health is uh, the other. Uh, and they provide some wonderful products made in America that are clean and that are safe and that are not toxic, uh, alcohols and hydrogen peroxide solutions. So that's on the website. Uh, or you can go to their website, usplushealth.com, use the promo code TSTCLEAN. That's TSTCLEAN. If you have any questions, you can email me at rdgable at yahoo.com. That's rdgable at yahoo.com. Uh, we had a lot of feedback from Friday's show. We discussed last night on Monday's broadcast, The Wizards of Cause. Uh, I thought of this name, Sherlock Stockholm's Syndrome, uh, after the show last night because I I thought of this name yesterday, uh, Sherlock Stockholm's Syndrome. Because we we talked about schizophrenia and Stockholm Syndrome and uh, operant conditioning last night. And uh, we were trying to figure out here on the show exactly what 
all of the all of the symbols and the numbers and the, and the words meant in relationship to a handful of shootings and the Olympics. And we looked at James Holmes and Kelly Holmes and Wade Michael Page, who lived on Holmes Avenue. We looked at the seven days between the Aurora shooting and the opening 2020, uh, 2012 Olympics, the opening ceremony, and the shooting with Wade Michael Page seven days before the closing ceremony, the seven people who lit the Olympic torch. We looked at the shooting in Corona, California that happened uh, about, well, three to four days. It happened around midnight, four days uh, after the opening ceremony of the 2021 Olympics, and then a shooting that just happened in New York City over the weekend a few days ago, uh, that happened four days before the closing ceremony of the Olympics, and that shooting happened in Corona, New York City, in the Corona neighborhood of New York City. There were four people identified who are suspects. Two people did the shooting. Two people drove the getaway moped scooters. There were four people also identified officially, initially, and then unofficially later, as being involved in the Aurora shooting and in the Sikh Temple Oak Creek, Wisconsin shooting. Uh, And other than the Lil Wayne video with the 13 skeletons in the movie theater and the Gangster Squad uh, preview before the Dark Knight Rises movie where four people came in the theater and opened fire, but in the Dark Knight Rises there's a reference to Sandy Hook on the map where strike zones were drawn, where the police were organizing a, a resistance, a response to, to Bane and his, and his thugs in Gotham. Sandy Hook took place 147 days after the Aurora, Colorado shooting. 147 is significant in relation to the Olympics because of the movie Akira. And 147 days prior to the 2020 Olympics, before they were postponed, canceled, Forbes magazine called to cancel the 2020 Olympics because of certain left-hand pathogens or contagions. We were trying to figure all of this out. What did all of this mean? The sevens between the events in 2012, the fours between the events in 2021. The seven, of course, can be derived from delta because delta is numerically four in both Greek and Hebrew. In fact, in Hebrew, it's pronounced deleth. I believe I'm pronouncing that right, deleth. And it's Symbol is the number seven, with just a little bit more of a, of a fancy way of drawing it. It's a Hebrew character. It's the number seven. So if you take the numerical value of authority and the door and the change in mathematics, that's what delta means. That's what it means in, in all three cases. All those things are, are uh, exemplified by the delta symbol. It is four plus the three sides of the three points of the triangle, meaning that you have the number seven. And we've talked about what the triangle means in relation to fertility and the computer-generated images of the so-called crown contagion, the triangles that are all over it. You even see uh, red triangles uh, with the red uh, string ceremony at the opening ceremony of the 2021 Olympics. And the red string is, of course, important in, in Japan and uh, they they believe traditionally everybody has a red string attached to their pinky finger and you become connected to some people uh, in life. And no matter where you go, no matter how tangled the string gets, you're still connected to those people. But there was a scene where they open up a heart on stage uh, and then it turns into what looks like a crown contagion. If you watch the opening ceremony, I, I, I skimmed through it and that was 
one of the things that I saw that was interesting uh, with the red string. Uh, but then you have, you know, classic conspiracies about triangles and Illuminati groups, right? And sterilization and infertility. And that triangle and Norse symbolism is part of the Volknut. And that Volknut, one of the triangles, is a symbol of fertility. So we, we've looked at all this. And the question really last night uh, is, what does all of this mean? One is just an event. Two is a coincidence. Three is a pattern. Four is a plan. And, uh, you know, you think of, just for example, think of the name Holmes, James Holmes, Kelly Holmes, Holmes Avenue. Holmes. What, what, what's probably the most well-known character named Holmes? It's, it's not James Holmes. It's Sherlock Holmes. What does Sherlock Holmes do? He's an investigator. He tries to figure things out. I mean, are, are we being poked and prodded? Are we being nudged behaviorally through symbols to figure out what somebody wants us to figure out? Is it a warning? Are we, tr- are, are we being told to figure out some kind of code or some kind of cryptic language so that we can protect ourselves from what's being done? Is it, is it kind of like a serial killer? who wants to be caught, who toys with the police, who leaves cryptic messages, who might let you save the the kidnapped girl or the kidnapped child if you can figure out the riddle. Is it a game? What is it? Is it a coincidence? Is it a pattern? Is it a plan? We're all like Sherlock Holmes then. You know, as I was discussing last night, people have been so confused on what is real and what's not real that it's almost like they've just become schizophrenic. And so when you become schizophrenic, you lose a lot of credibility and you just kind of do what you're told to do. You're, you're so afraid anyway. You've been terrorized, traumatized, coerced. You're afraid. You're schizophrenic. You have Stockholm Syndrome. You do what your captors want you to do. You, you begin to identify with them that you know that even though they're hurting you, even though they kidnapped you, they're going to take care of you. It's almost like we're suffering from Sherlock Stockholm's syndrome. In a world where the whole planet is a ritualistic stage, where the wizards of causation wave their wands lift and twirl their cloaks, wave their hands, and misdirect and misguide us, taking us down the left-hand path agen with a contagion to use operant conditioning, a system of reward and punishment, behavioral nudges, behavioral modifications to get us to do what we otherwise wouldn't do from peer pressure fear, and even self-interest. What does all of this mean? July is always uh, you know, an important month because in July is a very sacred day in the ancient world, especially in ancient Egypt. The heliacal rising of Sirius. Sirius, the dog star. We discussed this as well last night, the black dog. Sirius rises 
Sirius is Sopdet in Egypt, or Sothis in Greek. It is Sirius, personified by Sopdet. This is a goddess, an extension of Isis and Anubis. Rising, the dark night rises. What is Aurora? Aurora is the dawn. The dawning of something new. The dawning. Dawning, the morning, the false dawn, the false morning, the false light, Venus, Isis, Lucifer. What does this, what does this mean? What is July? July is the seventh month of the year. And as the seventh month of the year, it houses essentially the, the whole month is, is the mid-summer, the whole midpoint of the summer months. For some, it's called the grand climax as the sun begins to wane. People uh, prefer the waning of the sun. They, they worship the decline of light and warmth and goodness in God. These are people we call evil. The crown is the corona, and it's the crowning of something that is rising, the crowning of a false light, the corona of the aurora. You know, there's a supercomputer that's been delayed, but it's about to be made public called Aurora. How many years have people speculated that the Antichrist and that the end of the world would be a supercomputer, controlled by a supercomputer? Antichrist essentially would be a system. and It would be run by men who were personifications of that system. Uh, the, the world would be run by this, this computer system. It's the aurora. It's beginning to become widespread that people are unsure of what reality actually is. And, uh, you know, last night um, or yesterday morning, um, it's kind of hard to keep up with what time it is in Tokyo. It's 12, 13 hours ahead of the East Coast here in the United States. But but yesterday um, at 8 a.m. in the morning, in the United States, so that's like 8 p.m. in Japan, uh, it was announced that Laurel Hubbard, the transgender weightlifter, exited the Olympic competition after failing on all three lift attempts. Now, what a lot of people don't understand is that transgender athletes, although Laurel Hubbard is making, you know, waves because they're one of the first transgender athletes, transgender weightlifters, um, because, you know, they're born biologically a male. How is that fair? Well, there are testosterone limit requirements for these competitions and they're going to change the rules and how this all works to make it more quote-unquote fair but you know they said that laurel hubbard didn't make the lifts i mean is that because that of the testosterone levels and you know laurel hubbard is didn't have to train like the other women participating in the women's group or is it because it was a stage it was just it was just a it was a way to condition people to think look this transgender person couldn't do the lifting so men aren't really able to compete against women in an unfair way. I question those things. I wonder exactly what that means. Laurel Hubbard exits the Olympic competition after failing on all three attempts. Is that staged? What is that? And what does that have to do with anything else I just said? It might have seemed like a random transition, but what is transgenderism other than transhumanism? It might be offensive to think of that on the surface, but stay with me, and I'm going to break it all down for you tonight on the broadcast. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teaching. Stay with us.
Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is the Secret Teachings Radio on the Fringe FM. If you enjoy the Secret Teachings and want to hear more while supporting the show, visit the website, thesecretteachings.info, and subscribe to our show archive. As a yearly subscriber, you can download and stream every show after it airs and get access to the digital versions of each one of Ryan's books. The show offers weekly and monthly subscriptions, or for $50 a year, get access to the archive, montages, and digital books at a discounted price. Just visit thesecretteachings.info and click on the donate button at the top of the page. Your subscription supports The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, and you. Alex Exum. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and like my show, I like to associate with people and companies who are passionate about taking steps to a healthier life. Pro One Water Filters brings you simple-to-use systems for the home, business, and even the shower. They filter fluoride, heavy metals, and more, and their shower heads stop chlorine from being vaporized and inhaled. I've personally used their systems now for five years, and they're worth every penny sincerely. Our other affiliate, US Plus Health, is a small American company specializing in hydrogen peroxide solutions, isopropyl alcohol, and hand sanitizers with no additional ingredients like ethanol, chloride, or methanol. They use 100% U.S. materials at an FDA-registered facility. Their simple, non-toxic formulations are both safe and gentle. They evaporate quickly and leave no residue or stickiness. They're even recommended by the CDC, FDA, and WHO as opposed to other toxic chemicals like QACs. Find links to these affiliates, Pro One Water Filters, and U.S. Plus Health on our website, www.thesecretteachings.info for links, or visit usplushealth.com and type in the promo code TSTCLEAN. Do you want to know more about this strange and weird reality we live in? Join me, Jess Rogie, the host of The Rogie Report, where we explore the unrevealed. Every Wednesday night, live at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, here on The Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. The truth is out there. And so are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. This is Michael Strange from Troubled Minds. Did you hear that scientists recently discovered radio waves coming from Proxima Centauri? Well, I cannot confirm nor deny. We are broadcasting from that neck of the woods. You are listening to KTLK. The Fringe FM. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Excellent shows. Keep listening with your host, Ryan Gable. If you want the most unique blend of subjects anywhere on radio, from parapsychology, pop conspiracy, parapolitics, the paranormal, and symbolism, look no further than The Secret Teachings, airing Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe FM. Our topics, themes, and perspectives are not bogged down by rhetoric or ideological collective associations. It's just raw thought and consciousness. Check us out by visiting our website at thesecretteachings.info or the network fringe.fm. 
Ryan Gable, and you are tuned into the Secret Teachings Radio broadcasting around the world, five nights a week, Monday through Friday. All of our shows after they air go up in the archive at thesecretteachings.info. You can subscribe to that archive, get access to the shows, the montages, the books, and more. You can also check out our Patreon page that we're building. It's linked up on the website. If you'd like to contact us, rdgable at yahoo.com. That's rdgable, G-A-B-L-E, at yahoo.com. I really think that as it becomes harder to differentiate between what is real and what is fake, it's almost like that inability to differentiate between the two, what, what amounts to schizophrenia, is like the dismantling of nutrient processing in the body and the immune system, which based on the theories of, of germs would, would what? It would make us more susceptible to contagions and viruses and things like that, right? Well, I think that the inability to differentiate between what is real and what is fake results in other types of contagions. These contagions are called social contagions. They're called psychic contagions or hysterical contagions. As defined back in the 60s, a hysterical contagion is the dissemination of a set of symptoms among a population in which no manifest basis for the symptoms may be established. It's also known, as was defined in the 70s, as a contagious psychogenic illness. A hysterical contagion that involves the spread by contact of reported symptoms and experiences usually associated with clinical hysteria, things like hallucinations or fainting in the absence of biological contagion. It's also something that we've seen hard examples of throughout history. For example, in places like Hong Kong, back in the 1990s, things like anorexia, primarily among girls, young girls, was unheard of. Now, partly that was because since there wasn't a a, a public focus on it, you didn't really hear about cases of anorexia. Then, one story was published that led to a wave of anorexia sweeping through Hong Kong. Now, part of that wave, the very base of it, was that some girls were suffering from anorexia, and it wasn't diagnosed, it wasn't observed, it wasn't looked at, there there was no public concern. Then, anorexia, the top part of the wave, the majority of that wave, became commonplace. And not only commonplace, but because people would receive sympathy for their anorexia and medical help. And perhaps they'd receive, you know, uh, additional support from a family that maybe wasn't so supportive before. People began developing anorexia in one form or another, at least the symptoms of anorexia, in order to get what they otherwise weren't getting. Uh, This is part of the way in which a social or a psychic contagion spreads. Uh, The same thing happened in Europe two centuries ago, where suicide was almost like an infectious agent. People began to commit suicide in mass waves. Researchers attribute this to the story of the sorrows of young Werther, in which the hero Werther commits suicide. 
And people believe that as a result of the public being exposed to a, a popular story like this, uh, this was in the late 1700s, that the public took on the characteristics of this, of this story, of this character, and began committing suicide. At least it, it worked its way into the subconscious. Now, we've seen social contagions before. We've seen psychic contagions before. These are two examples. And, and they date back, uh, one of them dates back hundreds of years. The other one dates back a few decades. Two good examples of how this is not necessarily recent, but it's not necessarily, you know, um, ancient or, 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 you know, extremely, extremely, extremely old. It's, it's modern and it's old. It's historical and it's, and it's recent. Uh, you know, this has happened uh, in Hong Kong. It's happened in Europe. It's happened all over the world. Right now we're experiencing a psychic or a social contagion. I mean, I don't care what you think about the left-hand pathogen or the contagion. Uh, it doesn't matter if you subscribe to germ theory or you realize that there's no evidence or proof of any direct causation of disease in relationship to what's identified as SARS-CoV-2 or any similar mutation or variant. All of that really is irrelevant. And I think all of you can agree that it's irrelevant because regardless of what's true or what's false, people have made themselves sick with worry and fear. They've made themselves sick by subjecting themselves to psychic or psychological contagions. They believe so much that they are going to become sick that they become sick. There's no reason for it, but they become sick because they worry. They tell their body, we're sick, we're going to be sick. So they get sick. You know, there are cases of people who have been diagnosed with supposedly life-threatening, uh, life-ending diseases. And although they've been threatened with these diseases, and uh, it would appear that they succumb to that disease, whether it's cancer or some uh, you know, organ failure, it turns out that they weren't actually sick. But they died anyway within the prescribed time of the doctor because they believed they were going to die. I mean, you all know what a placebo is, right? It's a, it's a harmless pill. It's like a, a sugar pill, you know, or it might be, uh, you know, rather than an actual vaccine for the flu or for, but I don't know, anything, chicken pox or, you know, HPV. It could just be some kind of, uh, you know, saline solution. Uh, a harmless pill, a medicine, some kind of procedure uh, which is prescribed for the psychological benefit. It doesn't really have a physiological or a biological benefit. I mean, you can look at the things that people wear over their faces as a great example of this. It's, it's a placebo effect. People believe that it protects them. And so wearing it confirms that bias. Other people believe that if it protects them, they have to wear it all the time. If they take it off, they could get sick. And some people will get sick because they might lack the, 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 the rigidity in the structure of wearing it as consistently as they used to because 
over time you you grow weary of it some people because you you just you can't take it anymore other people it's just become a, an appendage they can't get rid of it it's just part of their body now but part of this is the placebo effect you believe it works it'll work and there's also the nocebo which is a, a detrimental effect on health produced by psychological or psychosomatic factors such as negative expectations or treatment uh, or prognosis that's what that's what we're dealing with across the world, a nocebo effect. People who believe they're sick when they're not. It's called hysterical contagion. It's happened with anorexia. It's happened with suicide. It's happened with laughing. It's happened with other so-called diseases. And, and, and these are things that you can actually quantify, that you can actually prove cause these social psychic hysterical contagions. Another social psychic hysterical contagion is what we call transgenderism. I know that for some people that's offensive and transphobic. I also know for some people you agree. But hold on a moment because you might disagree with where I'm going with this. And those who disagree might actually agree with me. Up until about a decade ago, what we call transgender was defined as gender dysmorphia. Uh, gender dys- dysmorphia or gender up until about a, a decade ago, what we call transgender was defined as gender dysphoria. Gender dysphoria is a sense of unease in your body because you don't feel that your biological sex matches with your gender identity. Up until about a decade ago, this affected 0.1% of the population. It affected primarily little boys who believed that they were actually girls. Now, when you feel this way in your body, you might also be depressed You might be anxious. You might feel so disconnected that you become suicidal. Nobody understands. There's no help. But there is help. There are psychologists. There are doctors. There are people who have conducted work on the subject of gender dysphoria literally for decades. Uh, There are doctors around the world who have studied this and who have helped people for decades. A lot of those doctors now, a lot of those psychologists, um, they can't practice anymore. They've lost their tenure. They've been removed from their positions uh, of research. They've lost their funding. They've lost their um, ability to properly research the subject of gender dysphoria. The question is why? Well, the answer is very simple. Outrage mobs, social justice warriors claiming that their work is transphobic. A lot of this has happened within the last decade, and it's increasing in its severity and its insanity every day as we march into 2022 and beyond. Now, what does all of this have to do? I'm asking this question Honestly, and literally, not 
rhetorically. What does all this have to do with, uh, you know, machines and computers? What does it have to do with the Internet? What does all of this have to do with what we started the show out with tonight? What does it have to do with psychic contagion or social contagion or, or, or what is otherwise called hysterical contagion? Think about it for a moment. I probably need to give you some more information first. Within the last decade, 0.1% of the population, primarily boys who from a very early age believed that they were actually girls in a boy's body, have become overrun by a mass majority of young girls who believe they are actually boys and an increasing number of girls who not only believe that they are boys, but believe that they might actually not really be a boy either. They might be neither boy or girl. What this has caused is a schism in the research of things like gender dysphoria. It's caused doctors and scientists and psychologists who have actually helped those little boys, and very rare cases of little girls, um, very, very rare, like less than a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of percent who believe they were boys. It's mostly boys who believe they're girls, and it's always from a young age. It's prevented them from getting help. It's prevented doctors who have done wonders for gender dysphoria, who have actually helped little boys transition into girls. And we're talking about people that have actually helped with medical transitions, who have been fired for being transphobic because they ask questions. They try to provide therapy for these human beings, first and foremost, not boys or girls. But now... Psychology says, if you ask, if you question, why do you feel this way? Why do you feel like a, a, a girl in a boy's body? How long have you felt this way? You don't have to try to persuade them to believe something or dissuade them from the idea that they actually are a girl in a boy's body or vice versa. But just simply to ask those questions, to actually provide you know, therapy. It's called conversion therapy. And that is now illegal in some places especially in Canada. Now the standard practice is affirmation. You don't provide therapy. You just say, okay, you are a boy in a girl's body. Here's testosterone. Here are puberty blockers. Here is a note, a referral to go get gender reassignment surgery. Now, the thing about this is, and what makes it so touchy and so hot is that it's been extremely politicized. It doesn't help people who actually have gender dysphoria. What it is, it seems to be a psychic or a social or hysterical contagion. You might not think that. Maybe you know somebody who's transgender. Oh, it's transphobic. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is if you think that you like what I'm talking about right now for some political reason you're probably wrong. And if you don't like what I'm talking about, and it's hard to listen to this because of emotions, you might actually agree with me if you just pay attention a little while longer. The question here is, why suddenly in the last 10 years has a condition that has affected biological boys from an early age transitioned so quickly into affecting predominantly teenage girls 
who have never shown any signs of it. And an overwhelming majority, by thousands of percent in some parts of the world, in the UK and the United States, where what was 0.1% of the population has increasingly become what seems like one in two people. That's not an official statistic. It seems like every other person you meet, all these young kids, they're trans now. You don't even know what trans means. How offensive do you think that is to an actual trans person? To, to, to pander and, and to pretend like, I care. Maybe you do care. To virtue signal. We care about the trans. What trans community? It's such a small percent of the population. Why do we identify so much with the biology and with the gender? What, what is the reason we focus so heavily on that? How have things transitioned so quickly in less than 10 years? It's predominantly girls. That's the real question. What what 0.1% of boys to girls became predominantly and an explosive number of girls who never showed any signs of being gender dysphoric. That's a social contagion. A lot of psychologists believe that transgenderism, as we consider it to to be defined today, is a social psychic um, contagion, a hysterical contagion. It's driven predominantly through social media and the internet, just like the, the, the drive of suicides in Europe that I mentioned a little bit ago, just like the drive of, uh, that was back in the 1700s, just like the drive of anorexia in Hong Kong in the 90s. A single story is published, and suddenly people become aware, and now in 2021 with social media, There is so much, not only access, but so much exposure to anything and everything that kids are more confused now than ever. They're more anxious and depressed now more than ever across the board. According to studies and according to polls, people are more depressed, more anxious now than ever, not only in the last year to year and a half, but in general with social media and with cell phones. You're constantly connected to this artificial digital system. And from schools to psychologists to doctors, affirmation therapy, which isn't even therapy, just ignores a child's distress, confirms what they believe because they watched a YouTube video, puts them on hormone-disrupting or puberty-blocking drugs, which halt brain development, and create a sterile, infertile human being, and then refer them for gender reassignment surgery. Now, we're not talking about 90% of the population, but the number of young adults and young girls is exploding by thousands of percent. That's a contagion. suddenly, you know, the whole female population isn't trans overnight unless something artificially cultivated that viewpoint. Uh, And and, and I guess the only word to use is tricked people into believing something like this. Like you use use words like, "Are are you depressed? Are you anxious? Do you feel out of place in your body? Of course, well, then you're trans. 
Well, of, of course girls feel, out of, girls feel more out of place than boys do in their developing bodies. That doesn't mean they're trans. I mean, the solution to this is for mothers and fathers to teach their girls, to teach their daughters that femininity is powerful in a different way than masculinity is. It's empowering to be female. You can bring new life into the world. And ah, is that not perhaps the root source of the contagion? Ending procreation. Ah, would that not be defined as eugenics? Sterilization. Would that not be part of the reason family planning was established or the Birth Control Society Planned Parenthood by Margaret Sanger, the eugenicist and Ku Klux Klan speaker. With assistance from groups like and families like the Gates family, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, which would uh, later do most of the groundwork and the financial work for this same ideology. Why do you think this is happening suddenly? Maybe you don't know these statistics. Maybe you don't know this data. But now that you do, why do you think this is happening so quickly? You think it's the first time this has happened? Do you think this is just social media, just the internet, just cell phones? It's not. In fact, the same thing happened in the 1920s under the Weimar Republic of Germany. Germany was under social and economic assault after World War I. Cultural Marxists and communists marched into Germany in the early 20s. Uh, the communists were put down in a, in a violent battle between the Freikorps. And within the next couple of years, a contagion began to spread throughout Germany. The contagion was the transvestite. That's a German word. It was coined in, I believe it was 1923-1924. Men began dressing as women. Drag became extremely popular. Promiscuity was promoted everywhere. Homosexuality was promoted everywhere. The root source of this has been traced back to something called this Institute for Sexual Science run by a Magnus Hirschfeld, a Jewish individual, which, of course, didn't make the situation any better for people um, who were Jewish, who weren't involved in this, but it did solidify the belief in some people, and rightfully so, that there was a very powerful Jewish element at the time who were attempting to corrupt the foundation of German society and culture. And they indeed were, not just with promiscuity, homosexuality, but hardcore pornography and the attack on children to desensitize them, to rip apart the family structure, to take males and females and disconnect them. So there's no procreation. There's no teaching of morals or values or ethics. There's no teaching of the sacredness of sexuality or intimate relationships or even friendships for that matter. And if you don't have that, you don't have a society. You don't have a structure. Things fall apart. You can then put them back together. And that's the whole point. This was done to Germany in the 20s, spread as a social contagion. 
It's being done now in the United States of America, but it's also being done around the world. There's nothing wonderful about being a male in a female's body or a female in a male's body. There's nothing wonderful in the same context about being a male in a male body or a female in a female body. And when you compare the two, there's nothing better about being one or the other. But when 0.1% of boys identify as girls at a young age, and that number has been worked with uh, you know, by psychologists and doctors who have actually helped, they've helped them. Uh, and a lot of, uh, a lot of them, uh, they've either transitioned or they have, uh, they've essentially, if they haven't grown out of it, they've grown comfortable with the idea and they just live their lives. Now that 0.1% has been, has been transitioned. And now it's predominantly girls who have never showed any signs. And it's because, well, they feel anxious and depressed and out of their bodies, which is normal for a girl. It's normal for a young boy. And then they put them on testosterone and puberty blockers. It stops brain development and it sterilizes them. And they have their breasts removed. And we're supposed to think this is a wonderful thing. And we're supposed to agree with its glorification or we're transphobic. Even the the leading researchers and doctors and psychologists on gender dysphoria have been fired, have been banned, have been canceled in order to protect people that are gender dysphoric they've been helping people for years and yet they've lost their jobs they've been canceled they can't express themselves why well because of outrage mobs because of emotional hysterical contagions because people can't halt their emotional responses they are consumed by emotion they are animals esoterically speaking They are animals that cannot control their impulses. They scream and they yell and they threaten and they they attack. All to protect some perceived, you know, minority group. Uh, Gender and and biology, these are not uh, constructs of society. Race is a construct of society. We're all part of the human race. Gender is not a construct. Gender is biological. Now, there are people who identify as the other thing because they feel that way from a young age. And they've been helped. And doctors and psychologists have helped them. But girls that are 16 years old that suddenly become trans are not gender dysphoric. Maybe there's one out of a million. They're not gender dysphoric. They're suffering from a contagious ideological element. That that spreads with no mitigation throughout society. And people say, well, you don't wear a mask, you don't get a vaccine, you want they want the virus to spread. Well, you don't want psychologists, you don't want doctors, you don't want parents involved in any of the transitioning or the discussion on gender dysphoria. You want the contagion to spread. Do you want everybody to be trans? Just one big happy rainbow. I don't even know how the rainbow fits into trans, but apparently it does. You want one big happy rainbow of a trans world? How would you have children? How would there be any structure? And the answer is there wouldn't be. There would be pedophilia, degeneracy. I mean, it would look like Caligula. 
That's what the world would be turned into. And we've gotten to this point because we've allowed Caligula. We've allowed the, 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 the hardcore incestual pornography. We've allowed the, the sexualization of young girls, the Britney Spears. And now we're, we're at Billie Eilish, who sings about making deals with the devil, who, who is a girl but really has no identity because she hides under her clothes. We're, we're at Poppy, who's basically a robot singing. She's a machine. And that's where all of this comes into contact at the apex, at the tip-top of the delta. Machines are cold objects. They have no soul. They can be electrified. They can be moved through fuel, but they don't have a soul. They don't have an identity. If you want to merge mankind with machines, you don't just throw a male and a female into the computer system. You have to strip away and do so subtly the components, the elements, the attributes that make men men and women women, that make society function and uh, that allow society to be cohesive. If you start to dissolve that cohesion and strip away the, the components of masculinity and femininity, you not only get a population that are easier to control through hormones, through various forms of drugs, antidepressants, and a general lack of traditional human biological and physiological impulses of, of a male to protect the female and a male to protect his family, you wind up with a, 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 a male who is feminine, who cowers, a female who becomes masculine, and a child who becomes another subject of the state. And the state in this case is transhumanism. Now we merge the fragments of the male and the female and the child. We merge the fragments with machines in a way where we don't feel as if being a man or a woman is fulfilling. So there must be something else. I'll be the opposite sex. That then transitions into I won't be any sex. Then you're not having children. Then there's not even an identification of what is human anymore. And people become so confused, they go along with it as they are slowly merged with computers, as they are slowly merged through TV, tablets, and cell phones with a digital world. They are being uploaded into that world. Machines don't have gender. They're not organic biological systems. They are synthetic systems. They have programs. And part of a social contagion is a program. Part of a psychic contagion, a hysterical contagion, is the program. In fact, the program could be said to be the contagion. The ideology is the contagion. And it spreads through the internet. It spreads through digital means. In fact, you know, it's kind of like, remember when you were a kid and your parents said, and I'm, I'm only 30, I'm much younger than most of you, but I remember as a kid, I was told the, the classic story of, you know, somebody offers you candy, don't get in the car. They're not really looking for a lost dog, a lost puppy. 
you know, don't get in the white van. Not only now are kids getting in the white van, they're seeking out the white van. They're looking for the white van because this is how you rebel from parents who don't want you to be human because they won't call you by an opposite pronoun or by they, them. They won't call you by your birth name. So you run away and you get into the white van to escape your parents. You're, you're jumping into the van of a predator. But that white van isn't coming down your street anymore, folks. That white van is called the Internet of Things. It's a digital white van. That's the new white van. Social media, phones, tablets, computers, the Internet, the entertainment industry, programming. That is the white van of the 21st century. That is the white van dragging your kids into the back and speeding off with their minds. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's more after this. Don't go anywhere. Lifting the veil and peering into the abyss should only be done with the proper tools. Get them right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. And don't forget to download The Fringe FM app for free for your mobile device. Do you like The Secret Teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books. Available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. For a practical, balanced, and unique look at the food industry, vaccinations, the theories of disease, and geoengineering, grab a copy of Food Philosophy. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. All three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and like my show, I like to associate with people and companies who are passionate about taking steps to a healthier life. Pro One Water Filters brings you simple-to-use systems for the home, business, and even the shower. They filter fluoride, heavy metals, and more, and their shower heads stop chlorine from being vaporized and inhaled. I've personally used their systems now for five years, and they're worth every penny sincerely. Our other affiliate, US Plus Health, is a small American company specializing in hydrogen peroxide solutions, isopropyl alcohol, and hand sanitizers with no additional ingredients like ethanol, chloride, or methanol. They use 100% U.S. materials at an FDA-registered facility. Their simple, non-toxic formulations are both safe and gentle. They evaporate quickly and leave no residue or stickiness. They're even recommended by the CDC, FDA, and WHO as opposed to other toxic chemicals like QACs. Find links to these affiliates, Pro One Water Filters, and U.S. Plus Health on our website, www.thesecretteachings.info for links, or visit usplushealth.com and type in the promo code TSTCLEAN. The truth is out there, and so are we. KTLK. 
Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Are you thinking about creating a podcast but don't know where to start? Do you really want to have to learn all this stuff? Individual track processing, enhanced and improved sound quality, edit out those awkward pauses and slips, mix multiple clips and tracks, back volume, deliver consistent sound, live podcast production, show notes and SEO optimization, episode upload to hosting, live call screening, balance levels and loud measure broadcast standards, full branding packages, logo design, podcast site, website, show artwork. Or do you just want to get on the mic and get your ideas out there? The Fringe FM team is here to help with all of your podcasting, audio and video production needs. From simple podcast to audio enhancement, our professional production staff will make it easier than ever to create the podcast you desire. Visit thefringe.fm, join our team, and get jump started on your podcast today. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. What are you doing on Wednesdays? I want to invite you to join me, Jess Rogie, the host of The Rogie Report, where I provide commentary and invite guests on to talk about UAPs, conspiracies, current events, nature of reality, consciousness, and of course, the paranormal. Listen to The Rogie Report every Wednesday live at 6 p.m. Pacific. 9 p.m. Eastern here on the Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. For a lot longer than most podcasts have been around, The Secret Teachings has been at the forefront of unique investigation into both the mundane and the extraordinary. Critical thought and controlled speculation allowed us to determine that the much-anticipated UAP report would be vague, unexplained, and would simply imply the need for defense against national security threats. We determined that sonic weapons were the cause of Havana Syndrome a full year before CNN acknowledged the same. We told you about the mind-controlled magic, sex slavery, and intellectual theft in the music industry long before Britney Spears spoke out about her conservatorship, and we've been removed from radio for refusing to censor our show over international child trafficking networks and sex cults long before Epstein didn't kill himself. This has been done with no budget, only your support, and a will to learn and succeed. And you can continue to be a part of The Secret Teachings journey as we broadcast Monday through Friday after lighting the void with Joe Roop, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. TLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM, brings you exclusively The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. You are tuned into The Secret Teachings Radio, and I am your host, Ryan Gable, broadcasting around the world tonight on the Fringe FM, Fringe FM app, TalkStream Live, the Paranormal Radio app. Our website houses all of the archives, all the shows, all the montages, my digital books, and more at www.thesecretteachings.info. If you'd like to grab a copy of one of the books, you can go to the website. You can buy a digital copy or a physical copy. And if you'd like the physical copy autographed, I can do that for you at no extra cost, of course. I'll autograph it, sign a little note to you. We ship around the world, so you can get the book anywhere in the world. Just visit the website and grab a copy of Food Philosophy, Occult Arcana, and or the Technological Elixir. You can read reviews and an overview of the book on the website. Each book has its own page. Or you get a free copy of one of those books. When you sign up for the archive for one year, 
It's $50. You get access to everything and all my digital books for that one-year subscription on top of that. It's a great deal. www.thesecretteachings.info. Click on the donate page, the donate button, uh, or just use the PayPal email. It's my normal email that I give out for listeners like you to contact us. The email is rdgable at yahoo.com. That's rdgable at yahoo.com. When we were kids, and I include myself in the mix of those of you who might be 50 or 60, I know that's a, a, a huge portion of, of the audience, um, I, I was told, just like you were, you don't get in the white van, right? Nobody's really looking for their lost puppy. Nobody's really looking for, you know, some kids to give some free candy to. Um, you know, it's like the movie It. There's not really a, a carnival, okay? There's not really like, you know, clowns that want to blow balloons up for you. Uh, they want to eat you. Uh, they want to rape you. They want to torture you. They want to kill you. Uh, they don't want to do good things to you. So don't get in the white van. Uh, don't get in the uh, the vehicle where they're offering this to you because uh, it's a scam. You tell your kids that. Don't do it. They're, they're, they're trying to hurt you. There are people that, that don't care about you. They want to hurt you. Uh, when I was traveling uh, a couple months ago with my fiance Hope, <clears throat> we pulled into um, a rest stop somewhere in the Carolinas. And, uh, you know, Hope and I are, are very similar, but both of us have different ways uh, in how we help people. And, uh, you know, as a female, females are naturally more inclined to help people when they're asked. Uh, they're less uh, suspicious. Uh, that's just a biological characteristic of females. They're more nurturing. So we're at a rest stop, and this guy comes up to the window. Now, I, I had been sleeping. It was like, you know, midnight. Uh, and there were other people at the rest stop. It was pretty well lit, and there were other there were families there that were sleeping, a bunch of trucks and moving vehicles. And I'm laying back uh, in the seat. I've got my coat there up against my head for a pillow. And uh, Hope's laying there. She's kind of half asleep. And suddenly she says, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, or something like that. And it kind of woke me out of this half-awake, half-asleep uh, state. And this guy walks around to the window. And he knocks on the window and he says, hey, hey man, can you help me? Um, you know, I, help, I need help with my car. Something happened to my car. Now, <clears throat> I don't need to explain what this guy looked like, but he was, he was a very young guy. And, uh, you know, he had, a, you know, his pants were kind of pulled down a little bit. So they weren't like fully up. You know, it wasn't like a well-dressed guy saying, excuse me, sir, can you help me? You know, my vehicle right here, it's on fire. You know, I, might, I need some help. Uh, this guy's bumper had fallen off, supposedly. And he, and he says, as he's telling us he needs help, he says, look, I ain't a robber. I ain't trying to rob you. Look, I ain't got no gun. And he lifts up his shirt, you know, in the front. And I gave him a, I gave him a, 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 a finger, not, <laughs> not the middle finger, but I gave him a finger like, hold on one second. And what I was doing was I was trying to, you know, get him to just stand back a second, wait a second, let me roll down the window so I can talk to you. Obviously, I wasn't going to do that because I'm not insane. So <laughs> I, I said one second, and he didn't really get it. He thought I was totally ignoring him, but my, I was trying to say, like, give me one second. And uh, luckily, we had Hope's mom's car, 
So it wasn't like a key ignition. It was a button. And I just, and it was a hybrid. So I pressed the button. It's, you know, you can tell when it turns on, but I pressed the button and I backed out real quick and I drove away. He's like, ah, he sounded like Joe Biden. He's like, come on, man. And a couple minutes later, we saw other cars that were sitting next to us. They also just immediately left and didn't help this guy. And Hope was like, well, what if he really was in need of some assistance? And I said, maybe. Um, that's on me. If he was, maybe it was Jesus dressed up like a, a, a punk teenage kid. And maybe Jesus was looking for some help. I don't think that's how Jesus would tempt, uh, tempt people or not tempt people, but test people. I don't think that's how Jesus would test people. Maybe. But I said, um, why would someone come up to you and be like, look, I ain't got no gun. I ain't got no gun and just raise their shirt up all the way. It was a young black guy. I ain't got no gun. I ain't got no gun. And I said, like, I, I'm not 100% sure, honey, but I'm pretty sure that he had a gun. It was just in his back pocket, okay? And as soon as I rolled that window down or opened the door, the gun was coming out, you know? So, like, I kind of laughed about it, but we were both we were both kind of shaken up. Um, and, and Hope always gets a little shaken up when she doesn't like me to talk about it, but we're like, you know, in that situation, she, I said, like, if I said, I hope you understand, like, because I had a gun, I carried a, a 38 with me. I said, I hope you understand, like, if that guy would have pulled a gun and I had my gun in my hand, I'd have blasted through the window. I'd have put so many holes in this guy, I'd have had to reload. Okay. And I say that not in the sense that, like, I'm actually going to shoot the guy five, six times. I say that in the sense that, like, I'm going to defend me, you, and our property because that's not only what. Men do, that's what humans do. They defend themselves. That's a key component of being a human being. Self-defense. Of being a free human being. Private property. Don't take my stuff. And don't wave a gun at me or threaten me with a knife or with something else. And she doesn't like when I say it, and I get it because it sounds really violent, but like I say it to express in a, in a hyperbolic way, I'm going to defend myself. If you don't want to be defended and you want to go with this guy, go with the guy. I, you know, I'm, I'm like, I, I've joked with her. It's like, but you, in the same situation, if you were in the driver's seat, you know, you probably would have reacted the same way I did. You'd probably just backed out. But if you had been threatened with a gun and like I had my gun in my hand because I slept with it right at my feet, I'd have shot the guy. No question about it. That doesn't make me violent. It doesn't make me aggressive. He was the aggressor. He came over to the car. It's the same thing with the white van. That white van rolls up down the road, you know, in your neighborhood, rolls up to your house. And, you know, just the idea of that. And like some weird looking pot belly pedophile, if you will, to quote Alex Jones, pot belly pedophile. Gets out of the back with like, you know, the, 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 the thinning, like balding hair and the, and then just like the, the disgusting ripped shirt and just that big gut hanging out with hair all over it. You know, maybe they're dressed up like a clown or a unicorn because that's what kids like and they want to take the kid down to story time at the library. And the guy's like, hey, little Johnny, get in the van got some snacks we've got you know i've got candy and 
go down to the library and there's even more snacks and there's other kids and there's a carnival going on and there's there's a party and we go down there and we're going to read books to you if you like books and it's all fun. And little Johnny's skeptical and little Johnny's given this this clown pedophile pot-bellied pervert guy, you know, a little resistance. So he's like, "Get in the van." And he grabs the kid. And luckily, dad is there. And dad runs out from the side of the house where maybe dad was like weed eating or something. And dad grabs the kid back. And he body slams the clown pedophile unicorn person and beats the living shit out of them to the point where he almost bludgeons them to death in the road. That is a reasonable human response when your family, property, or child is threatened by somebody who wants to hurt them. The only thing I would say that dad did wrong in that instance is he didn't kill that mother effer who tried to grab that child in this, this hypothetical example, folks. It's a hypothetical example. That's the only thing the dad did wrong. And, but maybe the dad has more self-control than I would have. He didn't kill the pot-bellied pedophile clown unicorn who wants to read the kid and rub him all over his genitals at the library. Okay, that's the only thing the dad might have did wrong. But that is a normal response. Okay, and for a guy to come up to my car at a rest stop clearly trying to rob me. And I know Hope had never dealt with that before, but I grew up in some nasty areas, okay? I mean, St. Petersburg is nice, but there's some bad parts, bad parts of Tampa Bay. I've lived in places where it's not a great place to live or where there's at least a high crime rate, despite how nice it might be perceived. You don't give people the chance, okay? There are people that want to hurt you. That is just a fact of life. Whether you're a child or an adult, people rob you. They want to rape you. They want to torture you. They want to abuse you. They want People are on drugs and don't even have the intention to do that. They have no self-control. They just attack people. and That's just a fact of life. And you have a right to defend yourself. And you have a duty and responsibility to defend your child. So... When that clown unicorn, you know, with a pizza shirt and cats flying through space comes to your, your, your house and grabs the kid and, and, and the dad or the mom beats the living, the, the life out of this creature that's trying to torture your kid or rape your kid with the promises of candy and books. That's normal to respond that way. What's not normal is to hand your child over to the clown unicorn demon. That's not normal. Okay, that is the antithesis of what it means to be human. That's where we're at right now. Parents are giving their children to the clown demon, pedophile, pizza-loving, kitten-loving, pot-bellied freak. They're giving their kids to these people. Those people are not transgender folks. Those people are pedophiles they're monsters they want access to children like the pedophiles who become priests they want access to the kids they want access to the intimate elements of your life so they can abuse them and you but what does that say about our society as a whole when people are taking their children to be part of medical experiments with experimental rna gene therapy 
things. Like, how, how is that sane or logical? It's not. It's the antithesis of what it means to be a responsible human being, a responsible parent, a responsible mother or father. But because human beings, just like my fiance Hope, generally are kind and sweet and want to help people, well, the predators prey on that. And they concoct ideologies that, well, you know, if you if you don't like the, the pot-belly pedophile demon, pizza-loving, kitten-loving, weird adventure-time-loving, uh, you know, drag queen story time pedophile creature lgbtq promoting trans person who's actually just a man who wants to harm your kid if you don't let them take the kid you're transphobic and if you question it you're transphobic and and you put it all on this tiny minority of the population as if you are speaking for that you're just using them as a shield that's all that it is it's just a shield just hold up a big shield and it says trans and black and indian and whatever and if you say, I don't like, you know, I, I just, I don't like the way that you're acting. You're not acting like human. You're acting like some weird, you know, like monster foaming at the mouth, just having a hysterical, you know, what we call like a hissy fit, right? Or they're having a breakdown and they're like, no, I have a shield. I like blacks. I like trans people. So you can't say nothing to me. And it's like, what kind of weird world do we live in where that's how people debate now? That's how people communicate now. It's that's not human. That's not we've seen this throughout history. This happened in Germany in the 20s. And like I was talking about in the last segment, up until uh, like 10 years ago, like in 2012, uh, 2013, 0.1% of the population were, were, were gender dysphoric. And they were primarily boys who thought they were girls from a very young age. And doctors and psychologists helped those people to either transition or to whether it's a social transition or the medical transition, they, they help those people. Now those people can't get help. Now those people are pandered to by a majority of girls who have no signs of gender dysphoria, who naturally feel you know, insecure and depressed and anxious in their bodies, who are being preyed on by people online, their age, older and younger, telling them how great it is to be trans, and if you feel depressed, you're probably trans. If you feel anxious, you're probably trans. You don't feel like you fit into your body. Of course, of course, a girl doesn't fit into her body. Little boys don't fit into their bodies. You grow into your body. You go through puberty once, maybe even twice. Little boys have, and, and younger guys and you know men have like hormonal cycles like women do. They just don't have the bleeding. You know, when you start removing... What it means to be biological, you're creating a synthetic system. That's what it's all about. It's not about trans people or gay people or straight people even. It's about removing the incentive to be human. Whether it's having that partner, and even if that means a homosexual partner, you do know that that is also in the process of being retooled and in essence outlawed. There will be no sex. There will be no pleasure of any kind. You will be kept in a state of equilibrium through drugs and ideology. You will be kept in a state, as Huxley said, of loving your servitude through pharmacological methods, through ideologies, 
You will do what you were told when you were told to do it. You will love it. You will own nothing, and you will love it. Or as one listener sent me, the anal schwab. (laughs) The anal schwab meme. You will bend over, and you will love it. You will bend over, take it, and love it, and own nothing. I am Klaus Schwab. Klaus Schwab's more deep. He's like, you will bend over, and you will like it. You know, it's like an Arnold Schwarzenegger mixed with like uh, an Adolf Hitler or something. You know, that's what this is about, right? This isn't about male or female or trans people. This is about exploiting 0.1% of the population and making it a majority when it's not a majority and using them as a shield to advance other agendas. What's the agenda? What doesn't have a gender? What is non-binary, naturally? A machine. At the end of the first segment, I mentioned Laurel Hubbard transgender weightlifter well laurel hubbard exited the olympics without being able to complete a single lift in the 87 plus kilogram competition this happened yesterday in japan and i had two thoughts on that when i read it i thought well they're either using this story to make it seem as if trans people if they are biologically male should be able to compete with females because it doesn't give them an advantage they couldn't even lift the weight or it's a result of the testosterone regulations in the women's division that there are regulations for that they're going to rewrite them a little bit but there are regulations for that and because laurel hubbard who i'm sure trained as hard as anybody else male or female um laurel hubbard is uh you know biologically a man but didn't do the kind of training a female typically does to compete in this category being on the types of drugs that laurel hubbard is probably on then maybe that's the reason they had a hard time lifting that 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 weight and it just kind of shows you if it's not staged to make it seem as if biological males really have no you know no advantage um it's almost sad because it indicates that All that training, all that hard work, and you couldn't even lift the damn bar. God knows what kind of drugs are in this person's body. God knows what kind of hormonal treatments they're going through. And and that's what's kind of sad. And it's one thing for Laurel Hubbard. Laurel Hubbard's like, I think they're like 30-something or like late 30. They're in their 30s or something. I think they're they're older. Maybe maybe they're younger. I I thought, let me look it up just to make sure. They're older. They're not like 17, 18 years old though um let's see here what it says yeah they're, they, yeah they're 40 laurel hubbard's 43 years old so maybe that could contribute to it too they're real, they're a lot older than a lot of these younger people that that compete in the olympics but um about the young girls that get their breasts removed at a young age and go on puberty blockers and then decide one day even if you just go on puberty blockers you don't get your breasts removed like at some point you're sterile the brain stops developing you know, that's what puberty blockers do. The brain stops developing. You become sterile with hormonal treatments. Some people go on to live happy lives and they find partners. That's, that's cool, whatever, you know. But you can't, you can't accept that nowadays. You can't even help people who are actually gender dysphoric. They can't get the help they need because of people with unicorn heads and pot bellies and hair all over their body trying to get access to little kids. It's normalizing ultra-minority, like less than a half of a fraction of a percent 
of the population, just people that are anomalies. You know, little boys that identify as girls at a young age, that's an anomaly. That's not common. Call I don't particularly like psychology and how psychiatry operates either. I don't like, I don't, I talked about it last night. Psychology is a weird practice. I don't like the manipulation. I don't like the, even the gaslighting. Uh, I, I went through psychology. I don't like it. It's creepy. It's the basis for the reason that people are so, um, willing to to buy things, whether they're products or ideologies, you know, you think about Edward Bernays and 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 propaganda. I just I don't like psychology, but some psychology is relevant to help relieve people of problems that they're having through talking and things like that. There's something weird. There's something off. There's a, there is a mental illness. If somebody thinks they're a fish, they're probably mentally ill. If somebody thinks they're a man when they're a woman, they're probably mentally ill. However, however, there are cases of children who don't necessarily identify, but who say they're reincarnated. We would call them in psychology uh, as a child. They're suffering from some multiple personality disorder or something like that. But there are cases of children who can tell what it was like to live in a past life. I mean, like at a very young age, and they can take you to the place they lived, and they can tell you all about it. They can tell you things that, that, that nobody else would know, and you go confirm that with the family, and the family says, yes, that's right. That's what my son or my, you know, whatever. That's who they were. They, this child is reincarnated. Psychology would poo-poo that. There certainly are people who believe they're the opposite sex legitimately, and they live their lives in peace, and you don't really notice. But why all the, the, the hype about this? Why all the hoobla? Why all the Hubbard about it? Well, there's clearly something else going on here now. As of July 27th, an uh, article published, Pew Research Center, a uh, study conducted, July 27th, uh, was published, more U.S. adults than ever know someone who is trans, but nearly half are too uncomfortable to use they pronoun. Now, see, I question this, knowing someone who's trans. How do you define trans? Is it a girl who's 17 who feels uncomfortable in her body, who watches a YouTube video, gets a binder, and decides, I'm going to go on puberty blockers. I'm going to go on testosterone. That's not trans. That's a mental illness. If that little girl felt that way from the earliest day, as early as the parents can remember, and has always shown these signs, yeah, She's probably got gender dysphoria. She should see a psychologist. Maybe she does the testosterone. That's cool. That's fine. But 15, 16-year-old kids who don't know what they want to do when they get older certainly don't know what they need with their bodies. Who never kissed somebody, never had sex. They don't know what their sexuality is. You don't come into your sexuality until you're in your 20s for most people. Until then, it's just a blur. So why would somebody want to mutilate children? Why would somebody want to confuse people between what is male and female? Because they're replacing the biological world with a synthetic world, with an artificial world. It's called transhumanism, not transgenderism. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's more after this. Stay with us. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence, but... 
I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Brian Gable, five nights a week on The Fringe FM, and join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's thesecretteachings.info and The Fringe FM. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info That's where you can read reviews, see pictures and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings and Fringe FM, but most importantly, it supports you. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and like my show, I like to associate with people and companies who are passionate about taking steps to a healthier life. Pro One Water Filters brings you simple-to-use systems for the home, business, and even the shower. They filter fluoride, heavy metals, and more, and their shower heads stop chlorine from being vaporized and inhaled. I personally use their systems now for five years, and they're worth every penny sincerely. Our other affiliate, US Plus Health, is a small American company specializing in hydrogen peroxide solutions, isopropyl alcohol, and hand sanitizers with no additional ingredients like ethanol, chloride, or methanol. They use 100% U.S. materials at an FDA-registered facility. Their simple, non-toxic formulations are both safe and gentle. They evaporate quickly and leave no residue or stickiness. They're even recommended by the CDC, FDA, and WHO as opposed to other toxic chemicals like QACs. Find links to these affiliates, Pro One Water Filters, and U.S. Plus Health on our website, www.thesecretteachings.info for links, or visit usplushealth.com and type in the promo code TSTCLEAN. They all say the same thing. They're all like, you know, over the last four years, everything good that happened was because of us. And we would have done more good stuff if it wasn't for those guys. And then the Democrats go, oh, we did all the good stuff. <laughs> like you're all working for the same guy. Want more of The Fringe? Check out thefringe.fm for more information on your favorite shows. Also, don't forget to check out the Fringe mobile app or the other ways you can tune in through the Paranormal Radio app and talk stream live. Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's the Fringe FM. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, the Fringe FM. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. I'm Clyde Lewis from Ground Zero Radio, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Hi, it's David Childress from Ancient Aliens, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings.
You are listening to The Secret Teachings Radio. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you for tuning in tonight. Final segment on the show. According to Pew Research, more U.S. adults than ever know someone who is trans, but nearly half are too uncomfortable to use they pronoun. New findings released by the Pew Research Institute show that despite the cultural shift around gender identity, celebrities like Elliot Page coming out as transgender, for example, or members of Generation Z being four times as likely to identify as trans, non-binary or gender fluid, according to recent data, not everyone has the same acceptance level of the new reality. And it certainly is a new reality that's been pulled over the old reality. Um, if you look at the data and the statistics from about 2012 onward, 0.1% of the population, mostly boys from a young age who were gender dysphoric, were trans. Now it's predominantly women, young girls, many of which who have never kissed anybody, had sex, or even considered the possibility that they were anything but female until they started watching YouTube videos and participating in social media and going to school and being indoctrinated by professors and teachers, uh, whether that's in high school or that's in college, by this ideology, the same one that teaches people to burn books and rip down statues, the same one that teaches people to be social justice warriors. This has been done in countries like Germany back in the 20s to demean and dissolve families, masculinity, femininity, to promote promiscuity, to destroy children, to confuse children, to prevent people from not only being able to communicate by censoring language and canceling and blocking things that the established status quo in that moment, that arbitrary moment, doesn't want, but confusing people about the nature of reality so much that they simply give in to whatever the demands of the mob are. According to this Pew Research study, 42% of Americans say they know someone who is transgender, up 5% since 2017. 26% of adults say they know someone who used gender-neutral pronouns, such as they or them, up from 18% since 2018. The number is climbing dramatically. Maybe that's because more people are able to feel safe enough to admit that they're actually trans. Maybe that's because the media promotes it and fuels the spreading of this contagion. Whether it's suicides in Europe in the late 1700s as the result of a book or a story, or it's anorexia as the result of a single news report in Hong Kong in the 90s, social contagions or hysterical contagions or psychic contagions have spread around the world. For hundreds of years, in history that might seem quite ancient to us a few hundred years ago, to history that isn't so ancient, that was within our lifetimes. Social, psychic, hysterical contagions that spread with no apparent reasoning for their spreading until you look at the root cause or the root causes. Now, you know about the placebo effect, right? Sugar pill, some kind of pill that makes people feel better. They don't know that it's not really, you know, a certain medicine. It's just a sugar pill, but they feel better because they believe that they are going to feel better. 
Or there's the nocebo effect, which is a detrimental effect on health produced by psychological or psychosomatic factors, such as a negative expectation or treatment or prognosis. Someone who believes they're going to die because they've been diagnosed with a disease, and therefore they die because they've been diagnosed with the disease, even though they didn't have a disease. This is happening psychologically. This is happening with people's minds, the nocebo effect. They're not sick, but they believe they're sick. Everybody around them, they perceive as sick. So there's this raging pandemic and everybody's dying. But, you know, life's really normal. My fiance Hope and I, on Saturday, we went to a Renaissance festival in, uh, in New York. It was uh, just uh, east of Rochester. And then uh, after that, we drove to uh, Leroy, New York, just west of Rochester. So we kind of crisscrossed. And we went to uh, a little concert uh, at, I think it's called Jam on the Ridge. Uh, we saw the Blue Oyster Cult. And uh, they played some of their new music and some of the classics like uh, Burning for You and, uh, uh, you know, Don't Fear the Reaper. And uh, that was a good time. And, you know, both places, Renaissance Festival, there were like tens of thousands of people there. It was way more than I thought. Uh, and then at the Blue Oyster Cult uh uh, performance just like I saw maybe like four people the whole day with a mask on there's no signs anywhere everybody's having a great time you know events like that happen all the time and they're not super spreader events but you'd think everybody was dying I, I thought I'd gonna go I was gonna go to the renaissance festival it was gonna look like you know uh, the bubonic plague was sweeping like people were gonna be dying in the streets it was gonna be very realistic but it wasn't I mean, there were parts that were realistic, but not because of, you know, dead bodies in the street. They had a guy that would go around and I, I missed him. We, we both missed him. We didn't see it till later uh, on the on the little paper that we got. But there was a guy that was going around rounding up the rats. He was like a rat catcher. You know, although it's just a theory that rats actually caused the plague. And, the, you know, real evidence shows that it was a comet or some kind of asteroid uh, ammonia in the atmosphere and something to that effect. That's uh, not really something they'll teach you in school, though. Uh, they also won't teach you in school that gender and biological sex are not social constructs, but transgenderism, although it's not really a social construct, it's a psychological uh, issue that can be dealt with appropriately, uh, and it has been for decades, uh, and it affects a major minority of the population. Like I mean that like such a small percent, it's not even really visible on a pie chart. Uh, and now it's become you know visible in, in everybody's eyes, as if it's like the whole population. Uh, what otherwise affected those people has now been exploited and hijacked to push some you know other narrative, as if everybody is trans or everybody is whatever now. And uh, you know the thing about this is. People focus on one or two elements of it. It's like the political nature of it or something like that. Um, it was a lot of controversy during the Olympics, you know, when the Olympics first began and a few weeks before they began over athletes like Laurel Hubbard, uh, who was, you know, biologically male. Uh, Laurel Hubbard was unable to uh, lift uh, in the 87-plus kilogram uh, competition any of the three attempts, which made me think that this was either a staged event 
uh, meaning that it was uh, meant to imply uh, that biological males really don't have an advantage over females, or it's really sad that Laurel Hubbard did all this training and, and made it at 40-something to the Olympics, competes as a transgender and can't even lift the bar. Like from the, I don't know if it's psychological or all the drugs that they're on. It's probably it's kind of sad. Uh, but there are others we haven't really heard a lot about. There's a person who plays for uh, the Canadian football team, the soccer team, uh, named Quinn, who's the first transgender Olympian to secure a medal. Uh, they just uh, beat uh, the American team with that weird troll-looking woman on it, you know, with like <laughs> the purple hair. Uh, and they, I mean, they got they got their asses handed to them uh, in the first game. I think it was like against against Sweden or something something like that. But they they got beat bad in like the in the first uh, in the first game. Uh, but anyway, on the Canadian team, there's a person named uh, Quinn who's the first transgender Olympian to secure a medal. And, uh, you know, there uh, there have been others in the Olympics, like a lot of uh, fuss about Laurel Hubbard, but Quinn is transgender, uh, playing in women's uh, soccer. And then there's Elena Smith, uh, who made Olympic history over the weekend by becoming the first non-binary athlete to participate in women's skateboarding. And uh, the announcers of the event uh, did not refer to Elena Smith as they or them, which, of course, sparked controversy. And, uh, you know, a lot of people, uh, going back to the Pew Research study I referenced from July 27th, uh, are a lot of people are having a hard time understanding what those pronouns mean. Now, as we progress further into this, people are going to have a better understanding because it's going to be just a dominant part of the lexicon. And that, that scares me because people across the board have not suddenly woken up and decided I'm trans. And if they have, it's not because of a natural biological feeling. It's because we've reclassified like we do for children that like to climb climbing or shiny objects, children who like shiny objects, these are symptoms of attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. It's not ADHD, it's just being a kid. Being anxious in your body is not a sign that you are trans. It means that you're a child who is getting older and growing into your body. You don't need affirmation of the anxiety and the depression You don't need affirmation that you're actually a boy in a girl's body. You don't need affirmation through testosterone and puberty blockers that make you sterile and infertile and stop brain development. You don't need your breasts cut off in affirmation. You don't need a penis attached in affirmation. You don't need to be called he and sir in affirmation. You need your mother or your father to sit down and talk to you and tell you that it's beautiful and powerful to be a woman, not in some feminist BS garbage way, but that you can create life, that you're a beautiful female, and you're going to grow into your body, and that's a powerful thing. And one day you can attract a male, a mate, and you can have children. And even if you're homosexual, you can have children and have a family and have some sense of 
of, of, of a system of, of structure, some sense of moral and a value system. That's what's being done away with values, morals, ethics, virtue, reason, logic, common sense. It's all being replaced with emotion. And that's what makes me think that this is a social, psychic, hysterical contagion. It's not a new idea. It's an old idea. A social or a psychic or a hysterical contagion. It spreads through emotions. It's happened with suicide. It's happened with anorexia. Now it's happening with transgenders. And I kind of look at it like when you research and understand where this is coming from, it's coming from the Internet primarily. It's coming from schools. It's coming from psychologists. It's coming from doctors. They're all reading the same script. And a lot of that has to do with the laws that have been passed to prevent talking about those emotions that make it illegal to do anything except to affirm that that 16-year-old girl who's uncomfortable in her body, who's growing into her breasts or growing breasts, and, you know, probably she's already had her period, but maybe not. Maybe she's very late to having her period. She's growing into her body, and it's illegal to do anything except tell her you're actually a man. I mean, imagine the harm that does when you go further into having your breasts removed or you become infertile because of the drugs you're put on. And then, and then for psychologists and schools to do this without even informing the parents. But it's supposed to be so wonderful, but you don't tell the parents. Okay, that's evil, folks. That is evil. It's predatory. And it's wrong. It has nothing to do with transgender people. In fact, transgender people who are really transgender are yet the victims of another social assault. Another biological and physiological assault on the human race. We are all part of the human race. Doesn't matter what you identify as, but we are all part of the human race. If your body is biologically male and you identify as a female, it is a mental disorder because physically it's not a disorder. It's in the mind. It's not a bodily disorder. It's in the mind. So it's a mental disorder. The mind is disordered. That doesn't mean that you're a piece of of crap. It doesn't mean you're a loser. It doesn't mean that you need to be excommunicated from society. It needs to be understood and dealt with. Not, you know, you know, you don't need to be put on drugs and and thrown into surgery. This really sums up what's happening here. In April of 2020. An article came out from the New York Times. And I had to go back and dig this up. I couldn't find the the paper, so I had to print it again. Here's what it said. People were looking for ways to prevent and to to you know to cure the contagion or the what I call the the left-hand pathogen. And that is what we call SARS-CoV-2. Ways to prevent it, ways to 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 help people survive it. And here's what the New York Times said. Hormones produced in greater quantities by women. Can estrogen and other sex hormones help men survive COVID-19? Putting men on estrogen will help them survive COVID-19. Or this article from July 2021. A listener sent this to us. 
Castration could help men live longer, according to a study conducted on sheep. So take estrogen to survive COVID-19 and get castrated so that you can live longer. What do you think is happening here? This isn't about Laurel Hubbard at the Olympics or Quinn or Elena Smith, these people transgender or non-binary. It's not about the tiny percentage of the population. That just gets us to talk about it and makes, you know, makes it just uh, not a distraction, but it's a misdirection. It, it misdirects us from what is really happening. Uh, everything being based in emotion means that no matter what is said, no matter how logical, no matter how reasonable, no matter how, how uh, honest, no matter how factual, it's rejected if it's you know, considered offensive or if you don't want to take responsibility. It's rejected. When everything is based on an emotional response, that is a social contagion, I think. It's, 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 a, it's an emotional contagion at that. Um, it's a hysterical contagion because we become hysterical. I, I know the origin of that word. Hysterical, hysteric, hysterectomy, women, crazy women. But in its context today, we are basically suffering from a hysterical contagion. We are suffering from a psychic contagion. We are suffering from a contagion of the mind, a mind virus. Some call it a, a vindigo or a vatico. We've done a couple of shows on that. Fear is in the eye of the, of the, of the beholder. It was one of the shows. If it's all based on emotion, it's, it's this emotional contagion that drives what we do, what we believe. That's social engineering. That is the way that language is used. Use the pronouns. That's operant conditioning. That just conditions us. You use the right pronouns, you get a gold star. You don't, you lose your job. That's otherwise known as Pavlovian training, Pavlovian conditioning. And eventually it creates such confusion that people say, I don't care, I'll commit suicide or I'll do what you tell me to do. Just stop overwhelming me. So people are terrorized and traumatized into the Stockholm Syndrome, and then they begin identifying with their captors, and they take their stance of their captors, the side of their captors, because they can't figure out what's real and what's not real. They become schizophrenic, and then they look and sound crazy. And who could blame them for looking and sounding crazy? When you have... A thousand plus percent increase in girls who otherwise are just having, you know, trouble adjusting to their developing bodies who naturally look to rebel from their parents. And rather than listening to their mothers or their fathers who try to explain to them, you know, I don't know if many parents actually talk to their kids anymore, but trying to explain to them like it's it's okay to be a girl. It's okay to feel the way that you do. This is a natural emotional response. It's hormonal. Things are changing. What you don't want to do is chop your breasts off. Stop brain development, which will make the situation even worse. And change your gender and sexuality when you don't even know what gender or sexuality are at 15, 16 years old, let alone if you're younger than that. You're already sexually confused. 
because you don't understand boys yet or you don't understand girls yet. And what happens when you take those, those drugs, the, the hormones, the testosterone, the, the, the puberty blockers, it stops brain development. I mean, I'll tell you, I won't tell, tell you the person's name. I, I don't really know the person, but um, keep it very simple. Uh, I was told that there's a, there's a person um, who I've, you know, I've been in contact with, like I know who they are. Uh, they, they're like 18 years old. They've had both breasts removed. I imagine they're on testosterone. Uh, they hardly talk. They have extreme social anxiety. And they they don't want to be around police because they have this like hysterical reaction. They can't deal with it. Now, whatever the reason might be for that is is one thing. But, you know, just kind of from, from afar observing that, when you're put on those kinds of drugs, that stops the development of the brain. It puts you into a state of perpetual adolescence. Now, think about what your parents used to tell you as a kid. Don't get into the white van. There's no candy. There's no puppy dog missing. People want to hurt you. Don't get into the white van. Nowadays, we're dealing with a digital white van. We're dealing with predators that prey on you, your family, your children, that prey on the decency in society. These demons, these diabolic creatures that prey on the innocent, prey on children, confusing children, attempting to thwart the reproduction of the human species in some alien-like agenda. And they want to get your kid into that white van. They want to get you into that white van. And why are kids told this stuff in the first place? Because they're not fully developed emotionally or, or mentally. Their brains aren't developed enough to realize, oh, that person with the pot belly and the unicorn horn and the demon horns on its head and the, you know, the ripped T-shirt and the glitter and, and the, the clown nose and a clown and a unicorn that's a pot belly, pedophile, demon, monster who wants to hurt you. They don't understand that because they're children. Children have undeveloped brains. Children are naive. When you don't develop properly, that's how you become as an adult. You put enough people on puberty blockers and enough girls on things like testosterone or boys on estrogen or men on estrogen to prevent you know, disease in that New York Times article I mentioned, you end up with a population of adolescent adults. A population of people that are in a state perpetually of arrested development. And now there's nobody to tell those people, hey, don't get into the van. They don't have any candy. They don't have a puppy that they're looking for. There's no justice in that van. There's no equality in that van. There's a torture chamber in the back of that van. And they're going to take you to a nice place where they're going to put you in a hole. And you're going to have to rub lotion on the skin or you're going to get the hose again. These aren't good people. And it's all based in psychology. It's all in the mind. It's all in the digital sphere, the digital white van, the psychic contagion that spreads there's a way to inoculate yourself against the psychic contagion. It's not just listening to the secret teachings or reading one of my books. It's thinking and taking responsibility. 
what I've said tonight. Think about it. Take responsibility for what you know to be true. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Subscribe to the archive to support us. Grab a book to support us. It helps the show. Grab a water filter through Pro One Water Filters or some alcohol, isopropyl alcohol or hydrogen peroxide for your medicine cabinet through our other sponsor, US Plus Health. Links to that on the website as well as our Patreon page we're building, www.thesecretteachings.info. Email rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you on the next broadcast. Time may be up for tonight's broadcast of The Secret Teachings, but don't worry, you can still catch us Monday through Friday right here exclusively on The Fringe FM. You can also subscribe to the show and montage archive while grabbing my books at thesecretteachings.info. To get in contact with us, you can email the show at rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay tuned to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.